let's turn briefly to Isaiah 55. And we'll see a balanced, wonderful teaching God gives here. Isaiah 55, very briefly. As we praise God for his truth. The New King James Version, if somebody would please read that slowly and clearly for us. Isaiah 55. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. Decline your ear and come to me. Here and your soul shall live. I'll make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people. A leader and a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. And nations who do not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God will he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven do not return there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth bud. Then may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I, what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorns shall come up the cypress tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And there shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so wonderful. He says, you can expect blessings from me. You can expect good from me. You never have to worry about me doing anything unpredictable. I'm so thankful that I know the true and living God. He's such a generous, wonderful God. My ancestors were Hindus, on my mother's side at least. And uh, as we look at that religion, as we look at Greek, Mythology, I've said this before, other religions with other systems and gods and goddesses. You really don't know what on earth is going on with any of them. Because they're so given to temperament and mercurial. They can change and they can fight against each other. And there are jealousies and rivalries among the so-called gods. And in some systems... The gods actually came after matter was already there. Where did the matter come from? And yet people blindly follow these things. 
the living God. He speaks, he's alive, and he's full of love. He's a, actually a very positive God. When you look at the Lord's revelation and how he acts, not only his own revelation, saying this is how I am. He has a track record. He is a very positive God. He's a loving God. The only time you see him taking some measures that are strict and even extreme by human standards is never really extreme when you consider what has been done to provoke him to take such measures. He's a long-suffering God. There's no one like him. There is absolutely no one as patient as the living God. He's proven himself over and over again. In the annals of human history for the past 6,000 or so years. You look at how he dealt with the people. So gracious. So long-suffering. So benevolent. Always looking for the best for his people. His creation. Even people who didn't know him. Before I knew the Lord. Before you knew the Lord. How did he treat you? With mercy. How do we know? Matthew chapter 5. Even on the evil and the good. What did he do? He rains the rain for the crops. And he gives the sunshine. Even when we didn't know him. Even when we rebelled against him. And did things. Playing God in our lives. Romans chapter 5 is written. Christ died for the ungodly. While we were doing the wrong thing, he died for me. He died for you. It shows his nature. It's the devil that would malign God, bring confusion, as the Lord told in the parable. He said, as soon as the word is given, like the seed that falls on the wayside, the devil comes and snatches it. He confuses. He doesn't want that word to take root and the faith to grow and trust in the living God and a relationship to blossom. And so what does he do? He gives confusion. He snatches it. When people don't pay attention, they don't go and rehearse what was said or read the Bible. He just takes it away. But the ones who hold it fast and say, but this is the word that comes from the mouth of the living God, not some idol. This is the living God, and I've got to know him. That's why he gave me his word, his revelation, this logos. And what does the Lord say? He says, so shall my word be, which goes from my mouth. It's not going to return void. There's an intended effect every time God speaks. And he wants us to benefit. When we have these things of what God says needs to happen, we get to work and we say, Lord, I know my part. I'm not letting your word go. Well, what does that involve? Following up. Remembering. Meditating. Reading the word again, not just saying I love your word and sing a song and you're my number one and God, I thank you for this and that and neglect his word. The Lord said, who's my family? The one who hears my word and keep it. Hallelujah. But God is very predictable, unlike the false gods. Not only do, do the false gods don't, not speak, but in that system, those systems of belief, Humanity has been deceived by the devil who placed their faith in absurd scenarios in religion where this God is jealous of that goddess who is stolen by another God from being married to this one and then this one is vowed to kill the children that's born by that goddess and then because of that one a mountain was formed and a volcano erupted 
And they came and messed up some human beings' lives and went back up for more fighting, infighting. How absurd, how demonic to blindly follow things that don't even make sense. But when we speak to people who are adherents of that, we go gently with love, knowing that they are blinded and scales need to fall off. But we can see, and that's why the Lord gives the revelation even in the Psalms. Eyes have they, but they do not see. What? Who? The stumps, the stones set up as gods, these idols. He says, noses they have, they don't smell. Ears you made for them, they can't hear. And everybody who follows them is just like them. No perception whatsoever. But God says, me, I am the first and the last. Before me, there's no other God. After me, there's no other God. He's from everlasting to everlasting. Jesus Christ says in Revelation, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The same thing God says in Isaiah 41 in other chapters of the Old Testament. So he's the living God, and he's the one that speaks in Isaiah 55. Oh, or alas, come to me, all you who are thirsty. I have three things for you. Not only free things that are cheap. How many times have you gone places to get something free? But it turns out that it's not even worth your time. No wonder it's free. You may toss it and walk away. But when God gives something free, it's his best. Hallelujah. He says, you're thirsty. Your soul is thirsty. I have the best for you. I'd like someone to read this chapter, as we often do now in the New Living Translation. Before we hear a few more of the word spoken and conclude. Isaiah 55 in the New Living Translation, please. Isaiah 55, New Living Translation. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the people. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know, and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey. Because I, the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the God that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. 
and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are, ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. The Lord makes an offer, a very generous offer. And he says the things that you're buying, that you're buying, that you're occupying yourselves with, they will never satisfy. But I have the real thing that will give you the deep satisfaction. And he ends with the predictability, the pattern. He says, just like you observe in nature, just like you see what happens in nature and how the crops grow, how it begins with the rain and snow from the mountain, from the heavens. And they go to the ground and they water the earth. That cycle produces the ability for the grain to grow. And then the farmer gets the seed, the crops, able to make bread. Who originated that? God in his wisdom. He began the beautiful and perfect cycle back in Genesis a vegetation and the water cycle and everything that we observe that is beautiful came from God. He says, that's how my word is. If you can predict and expect that the farmer who plants the seed, he doesn't do it in vain. He's expecting a crop. You can know for sure when I speak the word and you receive it, it will prosper. We see everywhere that the word, not mixed with faith, will not profit. Doesn't change the potency of the word, but the effect of it will not occur in the one who does not embrace it, keep it, treasure it, obey it. But the Lord assumes he's speaking to people who will receive the word, obviously. Because if you give the word to someone and they don't want it, they refuse it, or they pretend to receive it, but they don't keep it, they don't obey it, then it can't work. They have dismissed it. The farmer puts the seed in there and then somebody takes the seed out. Where is the crop going to come from? The farmer himself can do that. But it is assumed that the word that's given to the people who receive it, there will be a sure result. That's why the Lord lifted up his voice when he walked in Israel many years ago. 
He said, listen to me, just like wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Listen to me. Listen to my counsel. Just do it. Just do it. He was the one who originated that, not Nike. He said, just do it. Just listen to what I say. Follow through. Do exactly what I say. And I promise you that the results will be spectacular in your life. Things will come to order in your life. Hallelujah. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song. Everything that surrounds you, God says, I will do something where people who don't know you will run to you to obey you. Do you know in the time of Solomon, many, many people a big repute in stature, including queens, came from far away, bringing their gifts to listen. They effectively bowed down to Solomon, who represented Israel. This is God's intent from the beginning, that Israel should be a light to the Gentiles, light to the nations. But they kept rebelling and kept, kept doing their own thing and disobeying God and following the world and the practices and customs. Things that were abominable to God. What happened? Instead of becoming the head, they became captives. They began to have to listen to foreign powers. They were humiliated. But God gave them much space to repent. But they didn't listen. But praise God, today we look at the examples of those who failed. And we say, I'm not going to be like that. Rather, I'm going to be like the Daniel, like the Isaiah like the Jeremiah, like Job, like Joseph, like the prophets who kept the word of God, the true prophets, and the kings that kept the word of God, and the disciples that follow Jesus, and Christians down through the centuries, who God used mightily to change their families and entire cities, villages, and countries. That's what God will do. He said, my word will not come back void. You can count on it. I'm making an offer to you. Have everything you could possibly desire. And it's free. I love you so much. I'm giving you the best. It's free. And it will satisfy you deep inside of your soul. And I will bless your family and your environment. I will move heaven and earth for you. Do you believe that? That's God's word. He said, I will move everything. Everything is in God's control. I will move everything to come and bow down to you. Hallelujah. How excellent is your name, O Lord. Psalm 8. What is man that you're mindful of him? You made him a little lower than the angels for a season. Book of Hebrews, it says, now we see Jesus. We see man, not everything's under his feet, but that's how it was supposed to be. There were not supposed to be thorns in one's life. The garden of their existence. These all happened after people began to rebel against God and make their own gods. But when we come back to the living God, oh, he opens his arms wide. There's room enough for everybody in our father's arms on his lap. He loves us so dearly. Behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us. It says in the epistle of John that we should be called not slaves of God, messengers of God merely, children of God, children of God, offspring of God, born again, Holy Spirit living within us, washed by the blood of the Lamb, 
when he looks at you, when he looks at me, when we embrace the righteousness and abide with him, he sees no blemish. How is that possible? Because of the blood of the Lamb of God. But if we should begin to rebel and do our own thing, we are defiling the garment and now he has to tell us, chasten us that you've taken my gift for granted and look what you're doing with it. You're throwing it in the mud. Be careful. Because if you continue, I'll have to take it away from you permanently. Is it not God's love? Is it not the devil, the accuser that falsely accuses him and maligns his name to people, to minds? Oh, if God's so good, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Wait a minute. Why do you say that God's behind that? When God is good, the record shows. And it's people's defiance that invites all kinds of evil spirits. Granted, there are times when we are afflicted, when uh, trials come, but God means to strengthen us, bring us out as gold. Hallelujah. There's a greater blessing coming. Our part is simply to say, Lord, I want that milk that I can buy and bread without price, without money. I want that food, Lord, that I can enjoy the finest, Lord. You want me to come to you and believe and listen to you? I would love to have that everlasting covenant. How do you feel? How does man or woman feel when you get signed up for some employment with so many benefits that you never expected with such a high salary and the person gets the car and free housing and free everything and oh my furthermore imagine if it should be the case like the supreme court justices of this land unfortunately they're not always godly but you're locked into such a scenario where this job is yours for life. Hallelujah. How do we feel? But God says, I'm making an everlasting compact. Act with you. You're my beloved. This is just the beginning. I'm beginning to shower my bountiful blessings on you. I have loads and loads of blessings for you. That's what God is saying. He says, you can count on it when I tell you, I will do it. He told Abraham, surely I will do it. He swore by his own name because there is no one greater. Look at to what lengths God goes. He loves us so much. Why don't we embrace his word and say, Lord, I'm afraid of you. The Bible says, curiously, the one not acquainted with the scriptures, Your forgiveness, Lord. There's forgiveness with you. You're to be feared. He's an awesome God. You know, as we close, someone rings your doorbell. It used to be these commercials. I don't know if they still go on, but some magazine publishing group, they'll just go to some door, random drawing. And uh, open the door and, hello, are you so-and-so and you just won $100,000? How does one feel? Many people's mouths just drop open. They're in awe and, you know, 
even though the messengers very much appreciate it, there's a trembling even to shake the messenger's hand. We're in such awe. How much more our living God? And how should that awe be reflected to be genuine when we do what he says? What will happen as a result? God is so loving. He's so good. He's so good. He's so loving. Hallelujah. We just averted a major disaster just now. Someone just cut into my lane and just a split second would have smashed into the side. Glory be to God. Praise God. The devil's not happy. God reigns forever. Hallelujah. And what happened? God in his wisdom, God in his mercies, he promises to everyone, everyone, there's no barrier. He says, everyone who will do what I say, believe me, believe me, put down the pride, believe me, I will continue to bless you. The milk and the bread that you get now is just the beginning. I am set to have you live with me in my mansion forever. It doesn't get any better than this. Hallelujah. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. David is the Jewish king. He's talking to Israel, to Judah. But we are recipients of all these promises toward our spiritual Canaan. Hallelujah. See how I used to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. You also, all of us on the call, God is speaking to us, will command nations you do not know. Psalm 2, as well as in Revelation, Jesus said, He's giving an inheritance to nations. And whereas it's written that the Lord will rule the nations with a rod of iron, in Revelation, He says, I will give you, if you ask me, for the nations of the world, I will give them to you. You will rule them with a rod of iron. What a display and what a fulfillment of what God promises. He's a promise-keeping God. He said, you are co-heirs with Christ. And the Lord has given the prophecy. You will reign with me one day. From rags to riches in this world. Can anything compare to this? From the depths of sin, confusion. And rebellion, God makes us his very own children and princes with him. Hallelujah, and princesses. To rule with him forever. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. Whoever has a heart to obey, it's for us. In between the beautiful promises, our wonderful God has said this, Seek the Lord while you can find him. There will be a time where we cannot find him. We cannot take it lightly. Call on him now while he's near. Let the wicked change their ways. If there's any disobedience in our lives, the Lord is speaking to us. He says, stop it. Stop it. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't believe the lie that you can coast along and have a little bit of the pie here and there and make yourself a nice nest for yourself. You can handle what you're doing. You know, you have a little bit of God, maybe a little more of God and a lot of this and that in yourself. No, abandon everything. Abandon everything at the feet of the Lord Jesus. And say, Lord, 
What is your schedule for me today, my God, my salvation? Oh, God, what am I supposed to do, Lord? How do I put you first in my life, oh, God? And what should I do with my job, my career, my family time? Lord, the gifts you've given me in my own home, what should I do, Father? Oh, we should not repeat the mistake of Mary and say, look, I got a problem, Lord. This is what I have in mind. No. Or, Lord, I have a problem. Come on, fix it. What do we have to do? That's the question. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to God for he will forgive generously. And so on. The Lord talks about his thoughts, his ways. Very different from ours. Until we have the spirit of God working in us where we have the mind of Christ. As we read in the book of Corinthians. He says, you can expect blessing from me. I will bless you. I want to bless you. I want you to live in joy and peace. Don't be afraid. and Don't be pessimistic. God is on the throne and he's for us. He will bless us. Where once there was a lot of thorns, there were a lot of thorns. God said, I will make your life blossom. All of us have tasted that. All of us. But maybe thorns have grown again. And it's a painful life. Because of our own wrongdoing, own neglect. God says, you don't have to fear. I love you too much to not give you a way out. Come back. Come back. I will get rid of the thorns for you. I will get rid of the nettles. Cypress trees and myrtle trees will grow up right in that place. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. There will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. One thing is clear for us. That is God has so, so, so much more in store. A blessing upon blessing for each and every one of us. Are we worthy? Do we deserve it? No. But are we to prove ourselves worthy? Yes. By his grace? How? By obeying everything he says. That's how. We prove ourselves worthy when we follow the master as a faithful disciple. Follow him, not follow our own ways. And then all of these promises are ours. Now, what person in his or her right mind would throw all of this away because of pride? Some pleasure, some deceitful enticement from the devil. God says, be sharp, be alert now. Gird up the loins of your mind, it says in the book of Peter by the Holy Spirit. Be diligent. Shake yourself and say, I'm not missing this. I'm not missing this. God said he can come and clean house and get rid of the thorns of my life. I want this, oh God, I'm desperate. God said, I I won't just have you survive. I will make sure you thrive. And I will bring nations to you. I would like to put the names of the brothers and sisters on the call this evening. But you can do yourself. Put my name there. By name, God would say, you, my beloved child, you. I will make nations to come and bow down before you. This is the heritage of God's people. 
Because God wants to celebrate his children, bless us, give us the highest positions. That's the nature of our God. He's so wonderful. How beautiful is our Father. One day, I can hardly wait. I want my God to hug me, to embrace me. I want to hug him, be there forever. It's so beautiful. There's no one like him who makes such promises and keeps things. Hallelujah. Shall we pray?